You're listening to Blind Entrepreneurship, an interview series podcast that highlights the stories of the top business professionals around the world. In each episode, we explore how entrepreneurs overcame blindness in business in order to execute their vision. podcast is brought to you by Penji. I am your host, Jonathan Grzbowski, and today we have Joe DeSina on the show. Joe is the CEO and founder of Spartan. He's also a New York Times bestselling author of Spartan Up, Spartan Fit, and The Spartan Way. I've been doing mud runs, so to speak, when they were originally called mud runs for as long as I can, I can remember. I think from the very inception and beginning of this whole idea uh, and I've done, you know, their competitors first, believe it or not, before I did this one. And I've always wanted to do a Spartan because um, just from it just looks cool. So I end up doing a Spartan and it was by far one of the hardest things I've ever done on the planet. Uh, I think I did a beast and on paper it said it was supposed to be like 12 miles or so ended up being like 16 and over like five hours and i did not prepare at all for it and i say that story because it, it, it was an amazing opportunity to be able to thank joe for that spiritual journey that i embarked on and, and many others that i've done since the conversation that we have is so real and so raw and you could tell how not only how how amazing of a stand-up guy Joe is, but how much he cares about the livelihood of other people, his people, growing the company, inspiring others to be able to overcome these obstacles and achieving peak performance in life. And I think that after listening to this conversation, you will be able to overcome obstacles and achieve peak performance. Enjoy today's episode with Joe Decina. Today's episode is sponsored by Penji. Are you in charge of marketing for your business and need graphic design support? Let Penji design anything you need for your business, from a logo to your marketing materials, sales sheets, social media content, and so much more. Penji helps you achieve more with unlimited graphic design support, daily output, and a dedicated project manager, all at one flat monthly rate. We have an exclusive offer to the Blind Entrepreneur community, Head over to Penji.co and use the coupon code BLIND for 15% off your first month. Again, that's Penji.co, P-E-N-J-I dot C-O, and use the coupon code BLIND for 15% off your first month of Penji. And now, let's get to today's episode. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's an absolute honor to have you on the show. Uh, what your mission, one of your missions, of course, is to get 100 million people off the couch. I am one of them. And I don't know whether to thank you for allowing me the opportunity to, to get on a Spartan race or to uh, repeatedly piss, uh, re- report, repeatedly curse you off for giving me the most difficult 14 to 16 miles of my entire life. I can say with full confidence that the Spartan Beast Race has been the hardest thing, even harder than a triathlon that I've ever done. Um, I have not just heard that from you. I've heard it from about 5 million people. Yeah. (laughs) There's been 6 plus million people have done the races around the world over the years, and um, only about a million of them have said, hey, 
uh, what do you got that's a little harder? Most of them are like, you destroyed me. Yeah, I was, it was insane. And so I want to get inside of your brain a little bit, but before we do, I want to hear a little bit more about the cleaning pool days that kind of, that attributed to the man that you are today. So how much of those days of you cleaning pools and, and getting your hands dirty transpired into the person that you are today? It's funny, just the other day, I was with my buddy Cal Fussman, and um, we ran into each other uh, at the Rakuten conference in San Francisco two days ago. And he has found himself becoming more and more of a CEO, and he, and he never was before. He, he was a writer for Esquire magazine for years. He's got a podcast. Anyway, he's finding it very challenging um, to succeed in the business world. He's always behind. He can't seem to catch up. He doesn't know what the priorities are to tackle each day. And I, I, I went back to the pool business. We, we stood on the staircase of uh, outside City Hall in San Francisco two nights ago. And I went back to the pool business and I described where I learned uh, this ability to prioritize, this ability to understand you know, what was important, what wasn't all day, every day. And, uh, and where I learned some, some simple business tactics and it was all preteens cleaning my neighbor's pool who was uh, the boss of the banana organized crime family and some simple things he taught me was like if you're coming at saturday on saturday morning and you're supposed to be here at 8 a.m you better be here at 7 45. you know on time is late um if you're if i'm paying you uh, to clean the pool, you better straighten up the lawn furniture around the pool. You better straighten up the shed, do things that I'm not even paying you for. Make yourself so invaluable that I can't not have your service. And I'm going to recommend you to everybody I know. Yeah. Thirdly, don't, don't start with your handout. I can't even tell you how many entries to races and clothing and shoes. I'll meet people. I'll take the sweatshirt off my back, the Spartan sweatshirt, give it to people. So his message was don't have your handout for money. Do a great job and the money comes. And, um, you know, those are, those are lessons that, that have taken me to, to, to where I am today with this business. And then, and then along the way, outside of him, I learned when we got home with, with, with doing work some nights at 11 p.m. at night, we were exhausted. Yeah. If I didn't get my billing done at night, it's 11 o'clock we rolled in. We've been going since 5 a.m., right? If I, if, I, if I didn't get my billing done and I didn't get the trucks cleaned out and restocked, I was going to get behind tomorrow at 5 a.m. So no matter how exhausted I was every night, I had to completely finish the job. And, and when I didn't, because there were some nights where it was just like, hey, we're too tired, we'll do it in the morning, uh, everything, the wheels fell off. Everything fell apart, right? You just could never catch up. And, and so what I told Cal the other night, you know, standing outside City Hall was like, um, you're, you, Cal, are so focused. And I think so many people are so focused on like making people happy, worrying about your own comfort and this and that. And you're not focused on the business. And, and that's why you're behind. And that's why you're not achieving results you want to achieve. So I don't know, I'm probably giving you a long-winded answer to the question you asked, but, but like, um, 
if I didn't learn it in my preteens, if I didn't learn it with this pool business, you know, 40 years ago, uh, I, I think I'd be having a tough time right now. Yeah. It rewired me. Absolutely. I can, I can only imagine. And I think to that same breath, it took you from, again, my research, you can clarify this further, uh, that it took you about 15 years in order for you to even be profitable and that you were losing money with, with Spartan and, or at least another business. Uh, and I was wanted to know, like, from your perspective, those 15 years had to have been emotionally exhausting, I'm sure financially exhausting, for sure. Um, but do you remember the turning point of when you actually started to become profitable? And what was that like for you from like a business standpoint? Well, I remember the day First of all, business is exhausting, period. There's no, <laughs> You're damn right about that. It doesn't relent. Like you don't wake up one morning and it's like, oh man, this is easy. It doesn't happen. It's like, mm -hmm. it's, it's just, it's rugged every day. It's a knife fight. A gunfight is a lot easier, right? A knife fight is tough. Mm. And, and I would say, I don't know how many years in I was, like 13 years. And I, and I looked at, um, our Excel spreadsheet. We had a very basic way of, of, uh, showing our numbers every day. And every, you know, every day the, the numbers were like a hundred signups, 150 signups, 200 signups. And this particular day was like 870 signups. Hmm. And I said to, um, a very young unqualified CFO that I had, but he had a hard beat and he was willing to work cheap. And he said, um, he said, no, those are the numbers I, I triple checked. And, and that was a turn. I remember that exact moment. I know where I was sitting and it was like, holy shit, this might work. Hmm. And then, and then I remember another moment where it was like, where, where we turned the corner, corner on profitability and uh, actually ended the year with a profit. And I, I think, I think what came out of my mouth was exactly, holy shit, this might work. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, I remember those two moments and, if you, if you said to me, well, Joe, what, what helped change things? I would say it was, it was really just perseverance and relentlessness. I just, we just didn't quit. Yeah. Um, there, you know, I watched so many people. I had a career on wall street after the swimming pools and I watched so many people, hundreds of people that would quit, um, that would get fired, that, uh, jumped position to another bank to make a few more dollars and invariably over my you know 12 or 15 years on wall street the people that just stuck it out that just put their head down that did a good job every single day that didn't bounce around they absolutely crushed it you know when you look 12 15 years ahead at those people and and they're very far and few between if if, if, the, if the size of the pool of the analysis I did was 100 individuals, you know, 95 people took the short-term route. Mm -hmm. Five stuck it out, and those five today are making somewhere between 20 and 30, 10 and $30 million a year. Mm -hmm. So, so um, there is value to just sticking it out. Now, I'll give you the other side of the coin. You know, there's a great American climber named Ed Visters, and uh, his saying 
is uh, getting to the top is optional, getting down is mandatory. So there are times when you're supposed to quit and turn around. Um, but by and large, sticking it out, as I'm sure you know from your business, right, um, delivers good results. You, in, in your book, you mentioned the, and you just mentioned it now, it's like a perfect segue, um, the idea behind delayed gratification. And like, why do you think, why do you think that is? Like, why don't you think people are able to just withstand that, that ride and just be, I mean, obviously there are times, as you mentioned, you have to get off, but I mean, why do you think that is? Like, why, how, how come do you think people aren't able to see the foresight of what they're able to do? I think why can't people see the foresight? Yeah. Or yeah. Like what, what do you think is hindering people that's not allowing them to, I mean, it's like, it's like the perfect metaphor of like a race, right? Like people sign up for Sparta, Sparta, Spartan races and they're just like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it, but I'm going to be able to do it. But then they end up going through the race and they end up completing it. And I'm like, you know, it's not so bad, but in the same context, like it could work for businesses too. Uh, you start this business and they may not be able to see the end of it, but they know it's there. And then when they get, they get to that point, they're like, it, you know, it wasn't so bad after all. So I just want to hear from your perspective, like your, your idea behind what delayed gratification is and, and the importance of kind of just like running the course. I think, um, I think we have um, these legacy hardware and software um, legacy hardware and software built into our, our, our brains, right? And so we, our number one motivator, uh, people could argue with me, but our number one motivator is um, we, we don't wanna be uncomfortable. And, and that comes from this legacy hardware and software where it was survival, um, it was necessary for survival, right? To, to make sure you're not in danger, you're not uncomfortable, you're not in pain, avoid it at all costs. And, but now we live in a place where it's pretty friggin' easy. I mean, right? Movies on demand, laying in bed naked, order a pizza. You could order- The only way to eat pizza, by the way. I don't eat pizza. <laughs> you could order, um, I love, by the way, I, there were many years when I did eat pizza and I wish I could have a pizza, but it's, it's no, yeah. no longer on my menu, but- Totally. Well, in the UK, you could order a bed warmer. You could order somebody to come to your house before you go to bed. They warm the bed up because a lot of people don't want to get in a cold bed because that's too uncomfortable. They leave and then you get into your warm bed. True story. You can Google it. Bed warmer in the UK. My wife is looking at me like I'm nuts. I'm telling you. you I'm not. <laughs> so the point, is, the point is, we want to avoid being uncomfortable. And so when you say to me, hey, Joe, why is it people don't know or, or they resist, um, the te the, it's not even a temptation, they resist to signing up for a difficult race or running a business or getting to the finish line, where it's because they don't want to be uncomfortable because it's hard. And, and that's it in a nutshell. And so if you could somehow flip the script, which is what I was telling my buddy Cal on that, on, on that stairwell outside of City Hall that I told you about, like, I said to him, you have to flip the script. For me, it's more uncomfortable to not have gotten my workout done this morning. It's more uncomfortable for me to quit. It's more uncomfortable to not push through with, with a business endeavor. Uh, so 
for me, yes, um, it's hard to do all those things, but it's harder um, if, I, if I drop out, if I don't push through. And once you can flip that script, once you value actually finishing things and taking on adventure and doing the hard stuff, if you value that, um, then it becomes actually more uncomfortable to not do it. That makes sense? Oh, it makes complete sense. Absolutely. And something that I admire about you, among many other things, is your ability to wake up at 4 a.m. And yeah. uh, I'm, I don't know if that's still true to this day, but I, I can only imagine that it took a lot of mental fortitude to convince yourself that this is my start time and this is my creative period. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little more lazy now. Now I'm like 440, 445. I'm not, I'm not as frisky as I used to be. I'm getting older. Um, and and um, my wife still hates me getting up that early. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it take, listen, it takes me a half hour. By the time you get up, get everything going. I got, I got my new... Um, Wait until I release it. I got a new Spartan energy pill. Mm. And uh, it's funny, like, because it, it's almost, um, it's pretty strange that sp the word Spartan and pill would be in the same sentence. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I got this energy pill that's, that's, that's plant-based, uh, raw, and um, I was skeptical. And I've been taking it now for about 45 days. The kid's taking my wife. Take. It's unbelievable. So I get up take this pill. It takes like 30, 40 minutes to kick in. And, um, and I'm back to 20 years old <laughs> for at least four or five hours. It's That's awesome. a, that'll be the, uh, yeah, that'll be the tagline, right? It'll make you feel 20, 30 years old again. Yeah. Um, I mean, with that said, with that said, you, you're very adamant and very vocal, especially on social media about, um, nutrition and, and healthy, uh, eating, clean eating for that. Um, Something that I too believe in is is similar to to your stance, and from like a child's perspective, because I don't think it's it's ridiculously hard to re-educate an adult about clean eating because they are in their own little habits and patterns. But I think it's twice as important to be able to have good habits and patterns for young adults because they haven't really started them yet. So I'd like to, like, as a parent yourself, I'd love to hear from your perspective of how are we able to educate, I guess, not only our youth, but our, ourselves to get away from those cookie uh, aisles and to get away from those sugar-based aisles. Well, you know, I would say um, it's an addiction problem. If you took a young kid who never had uh, sugar or junk food and they only uh, had taste buds for, for good, clean food, they wouldn't be attracted uh, to those aisles in the supermarket. Um, you give them a taste of sugar, it's as addictive uh, as heroin, if not yeah. more. Um, you give them a taste of sugar and you throw 5,000 commercials in front of them and you, you then surround them with young friends their age that are all eating it and smiling and happy. Like, and then you reward them at birthday parties with big um, sugary cakes uh, and we're, you know, with, followed by presents. Um, it, you know, your brain becomes wired 
with those associations and and uh, the release of those chemicals in your brain after you eat, like it's hard to break those habits. So it really requires, you know, it says it, they say it takes a village to raise a, a child. It really requires the entire village to be on the same page. Otherwise, um, it's an uphill battle. Yeah. And and it's only later when when the kid doesn't feel good uh, relative to their friends because they're not as fit or they don't look as good or, or whatever it is, right? Or, or then they become 30 or 40 and they're like, shit, I actually want to live longer. Mm -hmm. um, so, so until those other influences come into play, going back to what I said earlier, which is where it becomes more uncomfortable, more painful to actually eat the junk food, um, people aren't going to change. Yeah. So, so either A, everybody gets on the same page around that individual and, and everybody rows together, or, or B, the kids have and the people have epiphanies because they want um, different results. They want to be better at a sport. They want to look as good as their friends uh, or they want to live longer. Until those, you know, those three things happen. Look, I, I got, I, I, you know, I got great, I got texts this morning from, from the kid's wrestling coach and he sent me a picture of, he knows I'm always busting his chops and trying to eat more salad. He sent me a picture of like 20 candy wrappers Mm. And, uh, I like, yeah, you can't win. Yeah. By no, the way, true. by the way, I mean, the good news is it's coming our way. I mean, Whole Foods is 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 becoming bigger and bigger. People are, are rejecting the uh, legacy food companies, and mm -hmm. uh, there's almost a negative reaction when you see the word Cisco uh, delivering. Like, you know what I mean? Like, or. Yeah. or or Campbell's, or or um, even Heinz, which which has a great name, right? Um, you, Hellman's Bayonet. Like you see any of that stuff, and you you almost have a negative reaction now. Yeah, absolutely, and and I hope that it translates into the world of other stimulations, which is your video games. Uh, I watched your video on about Jewel, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. Um, but I but I think with that with that said, you're kind of creating the next generation of leaders, both in your home, but also within the Spartan leadership. So I, I wanna hear just like, I guess the why behind that, because the obstacle driven race is what started it all. You're venturing off into so many other different things now, which is building the, that brand. But I wanna understand a little bit more about like why, I guess from a perspective of like, why starting your your kids, your children at a young age to become leaders and then being able to facilitate that and translate that into your business to create the next generation of leaders as well? Yeah, I guess, I guess look, at the end of the day, what's our mission? Our mission is to change 100 million lives. So uh, whatever the forum is to get to those lives, whether it's an obstacle course or a leadership summit or a kid's race or, or a uh, you know, a gym, a talk, a book, our goal is to change hundred million lives. We want to build better humans. Um, and so uh, Madison Avenue has literally driven and shaped our um, behaviors and actions as human beings. And so my goal is to change that. And, and, um, and that's the reason, you know, we're not going to get everybody to do a race, but if I can get everybody to sprinkle a little Spartan in their life, 
Maybe they take the stairs instead of the elevator. Maybe they drink water instead of a sugary drink. Maybe they have a salad instead of a greasy hamburger, right? And, and so I got to get to them where they are. Um, and, then, and then leadership specifically is interesting for me because if you really want to change 100 million lives, you got to get to the companies. Companies that have 100,000 employees. That's, that's a much swifter way to change a lot of lives than, than knife fighting uh, one conversation at a time for somebody to wake up a little earlier, go sweat, jump in a cold shower, and eat something healthy. Yeah. Right? If I could, if I could talk to 100,000 people at once through, through uh, management of a company, well, that, I'm going to achieve my goal uh, more quickly. Yeah. Do you, do you think the person that was in the, on wall street, you know, looking back and talking to, do you think the person that was on wall street, um, working, uh, slave labor, essentially just working your tail off, um, probably not sleeping because of just a hectic schedule and into the person that you are today, do you think that, you know, looking back now that that would have been possible? that you wouldn't have been able to, to create what you've created now with that mindset if you hadn't changed? Um, my mother was into this stuff back in the 70s. So she was, she was pushing it. I wasn't buying it. I wasn't believing in it. I wanted to get as far away from it as possible. Um, I think I chased, I, I wanted to make some money. That was, that was my true north. That was my passion, my purpose. And um, and then I just didn't feel healthy. With, with money came a bunch of things that I didn't um, want, right? Mm. And, and so, uh, so yeah, I, ha I had to experience it myself. I had to make the change myself. And then, and then it inspired me so much, I wanted to do what my mother did, which was, was convince a bunch of other people to go on a, on a, on a journey that was gonna lead them to be their best self. Yeah, that's huge. Something that I um, that I absolutely love about the Spartan race in particular is the 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 thing that you kind of coined to some degree is the the burpee, and I believe that you guys pioneered that. And I'd I'd love to hear from like your perspective why that in particular, and what is it about the burpee that's become so famous to to you and your your process. Well, the great thing about the burpee, it's the greatest exercise ever, right? Um, it incorporates a bunch of movements. It's, it's, it takes you from horizontal to vertical. It could be done in a hotel, in a van, in an airport, anywhere. Um, and it gets your heart pumping. It gets your filters clean, your blood circulating, your skin sweating. It does everything exercise is supposed to do. You can actually do it in a way where you actually uh, build mobility and flexibility. And, um, you know, when I think about, I, you know, from the swimming pool days, when I think about a swimming pool is 20,000 gallons of water. When I think about a human body, it's about 13 gallons of water. And a swimming pool, if you turn the pump off and you didn't clean the filter, it turns green. Hmm. And um, the human body, same thing, if you turn the pump off, if you don't move and your heart's not pumping and your filters aren't getting clean, then uh, then you turn green. Yeah, <laughs> right? very true, very and true. So, and so um, very efficient, can be done anywhere. Uh, 
promotes health like no other exercise, um, no equipment needed, no excuses. You know, you can't like, oh, I can't go out and run in the rain. I don't have sneakers. Stop. You do them right now in your bedroom. You can do them in your bed. And, and, then, and then think about the awesome uh, analogy of, um, of our, our message, our ethos is like, you fall down, you get back up. And then think about the burpee. You fall down, you get back up. <laughs> like, it is exactly what we promote. Yeah. And, and the story of, of your, your journey through entrepreneurship is, is uh, I'm sure, similar to that. You fall down, you get back up, right? I think we all do running businesses all yeah. day, long, day From from your, I'd like to hear from your perspective as we wind down this conversation. You, there are times where you're not able to perform at a peak performance, right? As much as we all want to, and and I know that I I want to be able to, but there are days where it just it's it's going to be a little bit harder than the other. Could you take me through like the psychology that you go through within yourself to? you know, make sure that you're allowed to have a, a bad day or you're allowed to have a day that you're not pushing yourself to peak performance. Um, I mean, you're such a, an incredibly strong individual, both physically and mentally, but I'd just like to maybe get inside your head just a little bit to hear like how you go through it and how you compartmentalize uh, a good day versus a bad day. Um, there are no bad days. Number one. Number two, like right now, I um, feel like shit. I came in on a red eye. I am exhausted. Um, I'm a little bit behind because uh, just behind yesterday and what I was doing and I got emails to catch up on. And, and so, but I just put my head down and I do the next phone call and I send the next email and I get through the next 10 minutes and you just don't stop until it's done. And, and when I say, if, if, if it even creeps into my mind, like that was a shitty day. I mean, what I, I, I have a, this great ability and we all should have this ability and Spartan does this for you in changing my frame of reference. So like, mm. I'm not dead. Like I didn't lose an arm. I was with a guy yesterday whose, whose nose basically fell off. He, um, he got skin cancer on the nose. They had to they had to cut a piece of his forehead and and flip the skin around and then put it over his nose and like I don't know do I did I really have a bad day because I took a red eye like yeah I got my nose so I don't know that's the way I approach it absolutely and it's a, a an amazing and beautiful way of thinking and we couldn't be more grateful for your time your education um mostly your time uh we really really appreciate it if, if people wanted to learn more about all the things that you have going on buy your books sign up for a race partake in your leadership what are the best ways to get in contact with you uh well i, I figured out this new thing instagram and um you're killing it on there <laughs> i'm having fun with that thing and so follow me real joe DeSena, on instagram and and um i'm even learning how to uh uh, talk back to people on Instagram, which is cool. <laughs> and and um, they could email me, joe at spartan.com. Uh, you can check out our podcast, uh, Spartan Up. We got a YouTube channel and, and uh, iTunes thing. And um, we got a bunch of books. And then, and then, you know, anybody out there that wants a race, 
Um, why don't we do something with you? You build a team. I'll give you a hundred free codes and um, put together a team, the dot Penji team or Penji team, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it's on me, but, but everybody's got to commit. Like, a, I don't know when you're going to air this podcast, but uh, from the moment you air it, let's give them one week to commit because if people sit around and pontificate and think about it, they'll never get it done. You got it. it it's actually a good way to do it because this podcast is actually going to launch the first of the around the first of the, the very beginning of the year. So okay. I feel like it's like the perfect timing of when people actually start to think about their health and think about the things that they need to change. So uh, it's a, a great challenge indeed, for sure. Awesome. Well, Very thanks, cool. for, thanks for having me. Thanks, Joe. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Blind Entrepreneurship. Your time, energy, and attention mean the absolute world to me. Thank you. Because you're still listening, even though the episode is technically over, that means that you're a super listener and you care even further about what I have to say. And that means even more to me. And because of that, I'd love to be able to give you a small gift. As you know, I am the co-founder of Penji, and I personally believe that Penji is one of the best creative services on the planet. It gives you the ability uh, to free up your time in order for you to focus more on your business. So you let us do all of the graphic design support and all of the graphic design help in an on-demand fashion. And because you're listening to this portion of the episode, I'd love to be able to give you 50% off of your first month of Penji. In order to do that, all you have to do is enter the coupon code TBE Show. That's TBE Show for 50% off. Again, I truly believe that Penji is revolutionizing the creative industry. And if you feel at any point in time that your business is not getting the graphic designs that you deserve, or if you ever feel like you're paying too much for your graphic design team or your freelancers or you're finding it difficult to find reliable talent we loved for you to give us a try and again that is tbe show for the coupon code and as always i have to end every conversation with the key phrase that it started it all go out there and execute your vision everybody have a great rest of your day